Welcome to the British History Podcast. My name is Philippa Lacey Brule and I want to extend a warm welcome to you. If you are new here, hi, thank you for joining. And if you are returning, thank you so much for your support. In this podcast, we explore all sorts of things that have gone on in British history. We look at people, we look at events, we look at outcomes and perhaps look at them from a different perspective than usual. If you would like to support me in this free podcast, this podcast will always remain free, but if you would like to support me, then you can head over to my Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash British history. And you can choose the tier there that would suit you best, starting from any £3 a month just for your kind support. Now, without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Hello everyone, welcome to Thursday Tea Time History Chat Live. I hope you're all well. My name is Philippa. I am behind this channel and also behind British History Tours and British History Events. So, and the British History Patreon as well, which I know many of you are involved in. So hi, welcome. This is our usual Thursday afternoon history chat. Well, afternoon where I am. Um, morning where some of you are, I know that, and uh, evening even for some of you. So welcome. Good morning, Bobby Ann. Hi, Dave. Hi, Ipsa. I can see, uh, sorry, uh, many people have already gone off the screen, but hi, welcome. Do say hello in the chat. Do give me a thumbs up if you're on YouTube or a, um, a heart if you're on Instagram. Hi, Shane. Hi, Jenna. Shane and Tiff, good morning. Good afternoon from snowy Hamburg, Ipset. Believe it or not, I know many of you joined me at uh, Chepstow last Friday and saw how beautifully sunny it was walking around in a t-shirt. And yeah, we've had a bit of snow this morning. Good morning, Jenna. Been doing any more baking? I haven't, <laughs> unsurprisingly. Unsurprisingly, I, uh, that was probably my peak for at least a month, the Barabrith last week. So I've got quite a bit to, uh, hi Janice, how are you doing? Quite a bit to talk about um, today because I've been doing some very interesting uh, things. We'll talk about Chepstow again for those of you who didn't uh, join us uh, or were able to join us last Friday. Um, we'll talk about that, we'll talk about, um, I've just done an interview with Leander Delisle so I'll tell you about that. I've got an interview coming out, two interviews in fact coming out with Gareth Russell. Good morning, Colleen. Hi, History Flinna, how are you doing? Um, Cinquanta and Cherry Lynn, hi, how are you doing? Master Buick, welcome. So there's those, I've got a um, special offer for you. I've got, what else have I got? The Just For Fun competition is back this week because I did get my just about got my arse into gear and managed to um, get a question together. Although now I'm a little bit concerned that it's one I've asked you before, but you'll soon tell me, I'm sure. And I'll tell you about the live events with, um, well, I'll tell you about Chepso. That was a live event. I'll tell you about yesterday's History After Dark. Hi, Anandita, how you doing? And also, um, yeah, what's coming up tomorrow and yeah, and next week. We actually know what's happening in History After Dark next week as well, so I'll tell you all about that. Hello, um, History with AC, how are you doing? Nice profile picture. I like it. 
So where shall I start? Where shall I start? So yeah, today is windy cold and a little bit snowy, which is bizarre because last Friday I felt like summer had, or spring had sprung and summer was on its way most definitely. To be fair, the sun is out, it's looking beautiful, but it's freezing at the moment. So I'm, I'm, I'm uh, glad I'm not outside. History they see, I'm great too. Thank you very much. Thank you, Anandita. Yes, I am very well. I am very well. Thank you. Um, much better, I have to say, for getting out and about last week. Um, actually, the last few weeks, because uh, two weeks ago, I wasn't quite on time, was I, with my streams, because I was out uh, in a place called Deerhurst, which I spoke about last week, um, looking at some Saxon England. So two churches that, uh, like I, I did speak about last week, so I won't go on about them too much this week, but uh, churches that were um, created, yeah, before the, well, uh, yeah, before the Norman Conquest. I was going to say just before and just after, but no, no, quite a bit before and a little bit before. So we had St Mary's at Deerhurst and um, an Odders Chapel. So um, that's quite cool. Um, so, oh, you're able to ask questions, which History with AC has done. What would be possible future careers after opting for history? <laughs> Do you want me to tell you a secret? I don't have a history degree. Um, because, uh, well, because you can look at it, you can look at it many ways. A history degree is, obviously, you'll learn about the particular period or something. And obviously, if you go on to specialise afterwards, but it's just great grounding in terms of looking at sources and, you know, how to how to build arguments and things like that and stories. But lots of people who had history degrees go off and do something else. So, um, but there's so many careers you can have in history. If you look at heritage locations, um, tour guiding, blogging now, um, you know, you can make a living being on, on YouTube if you get big. So there's quite a lot to do, plus the, uh, just a good discipline, I think, that you would gather from from doing that sort of degree where you have to hope, I hope, because I didn't do one, but hope look at evidence and look at, you know, maybe new viewpoints on it and removing previous sort of ideas, removing, if you can, where you're coming from and putting together arguments. So I hope that helps a little bit. <laughs> but there's quite a, quite a bit of um, of work. Gosh, you could get into films, you could get into writing, all sorts. Because history is, it's not really, if you think about it, a discipline completely on its own, is it? Because everything that's happened before. So it's every discipline. It just happens to have happened yesterday and before. <laughs> when you start getting old enough to, to, that things are coming up that you live through and being termed history, <laughs> then, then you know that, um, yeah, that it's everything. So, um, yeah, anyway, I hope that helps. Um, so, yeah, so out and about in Deerhurst a couple of weeks ago, that was that was great. And then last week in Chepstow, this was a last minute decision. If you, oh, thank you, History with AC. I'm glad that helped. So last, last week on this stream, uh, you remember, maybe if you were here, that uh, Sarah, Sarah at the Tudor Travel Guide, uh, joined us 
spontaneously because she was at Chepstow. Now we don't live um, massively far away from each other, Sarah and I, and she happened to mention on the stream that Chepstow was only an hour and a half away from her, so she didn't know why she'd never been before. And I looked out the window and it was sunny, and I started to think, well, it might only be an hour and a half away from me as well. Anyway, it was. So I jumped into the car the next day and went. Um, Janice says she wished she'd done a history degree, a favourite subject at school. Do you know, interestingly, I did, um, when I first started out, there was a local business sort of push by the business hub and they had professional um, filmographers come in and interview me and, and take, take, take video. And they both had history degrees. Um, and they were both in, they, but they weren't doing anything. They said to us, well, we're not doing anything particular with ours. We, we're now videographers. It's just really interesting. Hi, Michael. How are you doing? Hope you're well. Um, yeah, so so Sarah came on the live stream last week. She, she said, I'm at Chepstow. It looked amazing. And I thought, I can get there. I can get there tomorrow. So I did. And... If you didn't see the live, then if you have a look, it's actually on my profile in, on Instagram because when we do the visiting Tudor Britain room, um, I uh, it was we we rotate between my channel on Instagram, Sarah's, which is at the Tudor Travel Guide, where we're at tomorrow, and uh, Deb Royal's uh, profile at Tudor underscore Times. So, yeah. So Janice says Philip was stalking Sarah last week. That was fun. I did. I did. I did. What can I say? <laughs> I did. Do you know? So I'll tell you, though, I combined it with another visit. So I'll tell you about that in a moment. Um, so, yeah. So if you missed that and you want to see it, then uh, check out my Instagram after this. Oops, at So on my TV tab and you will see last week's visiting Tudor Britain room. I was at Chepstow. By that point, Sarah had moved on. It was the day later. She was at Raglan Castle, which wasn't far away. And had I known she was staying in Chepstow, maybe I would have um, booked a room and we'd have had a wine by the river, but it wasn't to be this time. So, um, so I, yes, yeah, so I combined, though, my trip to Chepstow Castle, which I'll tell you more about in a moment, with a little jaunt out to try and find Offa's Dyke. See, I'm still... I'm into the Saxon England. I just, I can't, <laughs> I'm not going to shake it. I don't think ever. The more I learn, the more I want to know. Now, Offa's Dyke might be something you've heard of. Maybe not. Let me know in the comments. It's quite, it's sort of something that everyone's heard of, at least around here, because it's not, it's not too far away from, from where I live, but not necessarily understood. And there's a good reason for that, which I'll come on to. But it is effectively a earthwork barrier that runs from well in the chronicles it says it runs from coast to coast and it kind of does actually and the hi lisa how you doing and the uh, so office dyke i'm talking about ran for i think around 150 miles of which 80 miles of it still exists you know doesn't have developments through it or roads through it or whatever other than where maybe it's cut across by the river of course and I wanted to go and find it. So this is quite exciting. Not the earthen work and not Offa's Dyke, but um, because I didn't really find what I was looking for in, in terms of that. But 
I parked up at this car park that you sent to if you want to go and find Offers Dyke near Chepstow. And it has signs to the walk, Offers Dyke walk and the Devil's Pulpit. So did anyone see on... Oh, I've done a video of this, which I haven't shared yet. Has anyone seen on Instagram my picture from last week from Devil's Pulpit? So there's the legend, or maybe it's been made, it's legend now, but the story that was going around that this, and it's like a natural stone outcrop on the side of this very tall hill. And it um, overlooks where, well, it overlooks Tinton Abbey. So this abbey, beautiful ruin now, obviously, they all are, um, in England anyway, England and Wales. And you overlook, so you overlook through this sort of clearing, this rocky outcrop, and it looks down over, there's a river running through the River Wye, and, and Tinton Abbey sits in the valley. And the story goes that the devil preached from here to try and lure the monks of Tinton Abbey away from the path of God. Didn't work. <laughs> Tinton, uh, Tinton Abbey is, uh, was, was, became one of the most prosperous abbeys. Janice says she tried to find Offers Dyke many years ago, no sign of it. Well, okay, so it's really hard. So it's a, like I say, earthenwork. So they literally built, so you, you get a, a dip and a, and, a, and, a, and a hump, which can be as high as, I think, 12 feet in, uh, 12 feet, maybe more, in some parts. So you've got the dip where they've dug out and then, and then the hump. Um, that's 1,200 years ago. Right. So, of course, it looks a little bit different. That's that's plenty of time for a tree or bush or so or so many to grow. So of course it looks different. It's surprising actually that how much of it still exists, but I think there's bits where it's more obvious than than not. And where I was it wasn't particularly obvious and I because I was going on to Chepstow I didn't have time to sort of do and I hadn't really put the shoes on for it, to be fair. People people with proper hiking gear were like passing me. And uh, yeah, was, and I just had my uh, Timberlands on. But anyway, <laughs> never mind. And I was on my own. Everyone's in pairs and everywhere I go. I bet you lot do this, though. I'm on my own and I'm sort of the only one there, but uh, on my own. But um, so, yeah, so from Devil's Pulpit, so you look down over the valley and you see Tintin Abbey. Now, I was going to go to Tintin Abbey. That was going to be my first choice of, of doubling up on my visits. But um I think they've got some storm damage at the moment, so quite a lot of it is closed. So that will be for another day. But it was amazing. You just come around the corner of this path and the trees open up and there is Tintin Abbey down in, in the valley. And you're in this supposed devil's pulpit. Um, so that was, that was pretty cool. Hi everyone, welcoming, uh, just joining, welcome. I am just talking about my trip to Chepstow Castle last Friday via trying to find Offers Dyke, but on the way to try and find Offers Dyke, which I didn't really find. I could have been stood on it to be fair and not know. Um, they, uh, I found this place called Devil's Pulpit, which overlooks Tintin Abbey with amazing, amazing views. So if you are just joining, um, say hi, give me, a, give me a heart, give me a thumbs up. If you're on YouTube, heart if you're on Instagram, I'd be really grateful. Let me know you're there, let me know you're well. Um, Offers Dyke though, before I move on, so 
part of the reason, Janice, why Valley is amazing. Anyone who wants to try to, I mean, we could pick a number of locations, but wants to do a location that's not London based, maybe you've done London, maybe you've done the South, head to the Y Valley, Ross on Y. Um, you can do Goodrich Castle, you can do, you can go down in Tintin Abbey, and so, so you end up into, into Wales, Chepstow, um, Raglan Castle. Yeah, it's beautiful. Went canoeing down the Y once, and it was so. Um, it had been such a hot summer, and it was so low that the canoe got stuck on the in the rocks on the on the bottom. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so yeah, Offers Dyke. So there's been lots of theories as to what Offers Dyke was for. So it was built in. Um, I think Offer was Offer was King of Mercia. So this is pre the formation of England, and he lived in the. Oh, I want to say the turn of the 8th century, I might have that wrong, somewhere around the 700s anyway, maybe late 700s. Um, and so, that's why it's called Offa's Dyke, and he has this, this dyke built, but we don't know much about him, and we certainly don't know much about why he had it built. So there's all these theories that it was maybe defensive, although I have to say, if it runs the entire stretch of where I was the other day, I don't understand the point, because I was on the top of practically a cliff <laughs> so if you've got a 300 foot cliff or whatever I don't see the point of sticking a land bank on the top of it which is another six foot so uh hi a wolf watching from Texas howdy <laughs> um Lisa went to Carew Castle and Mill Menorbia Castle and Pembroke Castle a few years ago would love to go back to Wales yeah it's um I think I might go exploring North Wales as well. It's, it's something you could just do a whole holiday in Wales, obviously, absolutely. Um, more than one holiday. Uh, Michael's special, special offer. <laughs> he was a special offer. Ciao, Silvagino. Come stay. Um, so if you want to listen to a great book about the Anglo-Saxons, listen to Mark Morris's uh, book, and he talks, there's a, there's a chapter dedicated to, to offer and the time of offer. And he, so, so we've got this land bank. Was it defensive? Because hmm. we're on the, the, I should say, we're on the uh, border of England and Wales. Was it um, to stop hustle? Uh, you know, is it hustling? What is the word when you try and hustle cattle across the border? <laughs> Okay. Anyway, trying to move like cattle that you're not supposed to. But again, the part that I was on the other day was at the top of a cliff. So that doesn't seem to ring true, does it? Um, anyway, Mark Morris basically concludes that the most probable thing is it was just a look what I can do. There were, there were, there were, the context is that across Europe, these land banks were being a cattle drive, Jenny. Yeah. But isn't it, it was called like, Hustling. Is it hustling? Russell, rustling. That's what I got. <laughs> it's rustling, cattle rustling. That's what I couldn't think. Okay, so I was, I was only off by a letter. There we go. Um, yeah, but it seems very unlikely. Anyway, so yeah, the context is that basically across Europe, you had people, um, other kings, leaders, whatever, building these land banks. It's a bit of a um, status symbol a power symbol i want to say if, I, if we're in history after dark i would term it something different 
um, and that perhaps that is just just what it was. I can put, yeah, thanks Janice, thanks Michael, thanks Colleen. Um, maybe it's just a, yeah, a symbol. I can get this many men for this many weeks to build this thing for the hell of it. There you go. So, but we'll never really know unless, unless, I doubt, I don't know, unless there's a record somewhere, unless we manage to find a charter or something saying this is what I want to happen and this is why. But anyway, so that's where I went first and then I went on to Chepstow. I was most delighted to find that the car park, anyone who knows me personally will know that parking is something that I, it's like a bane of my life. If the parking isn't easy, I won't go. <laughs> I hate it. And the car park was right outside the castle. It was brilliant. I even took a photo and sent it to a friend. It was that easy. I was so delighted. <laughs> so you park right by the castle. There's a lovely um, visitor information centre there. And then I went to, I went into the castle, but they didn't have a cafe and it was lunchtime. So I had lunch at a pub next door, next door called the Three Tons. Had a lovely ham and piccalilli sandwich. Uh, and then spent the day, uh, the, the rest of the day, at the castle. So if you have a look um, on the live that I did from there, that with uh, Sarah, she was at Raglan Castle down the road, and Deb was, was, was stuck in London. But I'll tell you why she was stuck in London in a minute, because it's very exciting. Um, yeah, if you missed that, have a look, because I walk around a little bit. Patrons, you've already uh, seen a few of the photos that I took and I will be doing a virtual tour of Chepstow in, in the Patreon. So if you're interested in, in that, I'll tell you a lot, there's a lot of going on in Patreon actually soon. So um, if you're not already in there, you might want to think about it. So yeah, so I'm going to do a virtual tour of Chepstow and patrons would have seen some more of the pictures but I did share a few on my story as well so the oldest castle door um, is there so that that dates from the time of uh, William Marshall who I've now bought a book on you'll be happy to know is it Michael you're always going on at me to, to, to do something about William Marshall I have begun the process uh, but it's it's so there's a few things about Chepstow Castle that I found absolutely enchanting Chepstow Castle is on a bend in the River Wye. It's high up on the on the, the cliff over the over the um over the river. So I got some really nice shots of the shadow of the castle over the river. And it follows the the yeah, it follows the, the, the cliff. You know, it, so it sort of weaves around a little bit. And the oldest part is the uh, the great tower which is effectively the keep of the castle but it's not square and I think I'm trying to th well all, all round so if you go to Ludlow you've got a square keep um, Goodrich has got a square keep um, like something like Windsor has a round keep um, but this one is sort of oblong rectangular more like a hall than a than a keep, but it was in a defensive position. It was a defensible castle, um, so it had all. I mean, it eventually had all the rest of the the business going on, the castle walls and the the. In fact, after the civil English civil wars, um, Michael, how am I related to William Marshall? Is everyone related to William Marshall? Is that why? <laughs> um, 
the castle walls after the Civil War, and they did this in other places, they filled the wall, so they had like a double wall. Anyone listening on the podcast, my hands are at parallel to each other. <laughs> so they, they build the, the wall and they fill it with earth. The reason being, it takes the it takes a cannonball, it takes the power of, of being bombarded by cannon fire more than just a stone wall would. A stone wall will collapse, but if you, the earth the earth obviously absorbs the um, the energy, and so it, it's it's quite a good way of defending the the the, the walls. Um, yeah, so it's a fully you know defensible castle. I've said it's over the river. It's it's high up on a cliff, and then you've got it, it's sort of on a hill, and so the rest of the side as well. You've got the walls and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So it sort of undulates. It follows and it goes uphill as well. So um, you probably hear on the on the live from last Friday me sort of <laughs> puffing and panting as I go up the hill because it's quite it's quite steep. But it's um, yeah, it's just it's just a really really beautiful place. So if you are um, interested, have a look at the live. Um, maybe think about joining my Patreon at patreon.com forward slash British History because there will soon be a virtual tour of Chepstow in there. What I do with uh, with Patreon is we have a quarterly calendar. So we have coming up a few things I'll tell you about. And some of them are um, for everyone and some of them are just for patrons. But So next week I've got the Tudor sibling blog. I talked about that last week, talking about the Tudor siblings, the half siblings. Elizabeth, Mary. So let's go in order. Mary, Elizabeth, Edward. Actually, it's Mary Henry Fitzroy, Elizabeth. Edward isn't it so the blog about that is out next week um and then um yeah so that's the last quarter April is the last month of the quarter so I will let everyone know soon what will be in the next quarter um so Jenna says she can talk now she's at work I had to get my inventory turned in (laughs) <laughs> good prioritize your work you probably should <laughs> but thank you for joining me while you're at work thank you everyone for joining me i know you're all over the place um some of you at work some of you at home some of you are getting ready for work some of you are just finished work it's really it's really great to be all together in one place isn't it so let me just take a sip mm. so i will let everyone know now one of the things other things that's going to be available is the interview I did with Leander Delisle, which I recorded on Tuesday with her. And Leander was talking to me about her new book on Henrietta Maria, which I've been very lucky to already read because it's not out yet. There's a bit of a perk of the job. So Leander has written a book about Henrietta Maria. Henrietta Maria, for those of you who don't know, was the wife of Charles I. She was uh, French and um, she, so she was married and, and married to Charles. Obviously, Charles I. So this is the one of the most turbulent, if not no, one of the you know we've had others most turbulent time in history. And so she comes over uh, already queen actually because there'd been a proxy wedding at Notre Dame in Paris, and uh, Henrietta Maria comes over to England. Charles is very keen, like very keen if you know what I mean, to meet his new wife. Um, and uh, so, yes, yeah, so she comes over. She's Queen of England. 
Now she is she she's she's over with uh, kind of a instruction from her mother to hold up the Catholic cause to help Catholics in England. England's Catholics in England are being persecuted at this time. Um, they're not allowed to hold mass. There's punishments um, for. Um, uh, oh no, Janice said, "Did you ask about her teeth?" I didn't. Oh, I'm going to email them and ask her about the teeth. Someone said last week, didn't they, about Henrietta Maria apparently had awful teeth. <laughs> I don't know. She did tell me some very surprising things about, about Henrietta Maria. Um, well, it's in, it's in the book. So the book is out in the summer. The interview with Leander will be out um, probably in May. And patrons were able to ask... Um, Ashley under their own questions so they were all put to her and that full length extended interview goes into Patreon everyone else gets the 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 rest of the interview on YouTube so that will be out in in May probably second week of May um it's very she's she, she so yeah so she has this this instruction really from her mother to to hold up the um cause of the Catholic faith I think there's an idea that maybe just by being a good Catholic, a good person, and uh, that, that she can convert people potentially to Catholicism or at least uh, help to create an England where Catholics can be and, um, and, and, and yeah, sorry, that's my daughter ringing always at one o'clock uh, on a Thursday. Uh, yeah, that the, the Catholics can be. Um, not persecuted, that they can be free to, to practice their religion. It doesn't go that way. <laughs> it doesn't go that way. Hello, Makrain Shakib, how are you doing? Yeah, it does not go that way. So you've got the, the, the staunch Catholic, Henrietta Maria, married to the uh, committed Protestant, Charles I. But their personal relationship was very good. So anyway, so the, the whole um, interview is around Henrietta Maria. You'll be able to buy Leander's book in the summer when it's launched. I think it has uh, it has two different titles. So in America, it has a different title to um, to in the UK. I don't know about the rest of the world, but you'll be able to get that hold of that. So that interview will come out. Obviously, I'll tell you more about. I'll, I'll be telling you that it's coming out nearer the time. But that was fantastic talking to Leander. Leander is also talking on um, the Life and Times of Elizabeth I tour, which I'm running in July. So talking about the succession crisis when Elizabeth, or when, yeah, when Elizabeth uh, dies, which was the anniversary of last Thursday and I forgot to mention it. Whoops. So that's, about, I, I got off and I was like, it's, it's the anniversary of Elizabeth's death and I didn't even mention it. So yeah, last week was the anniversary of Elizabeth's first death. So yeah, the succession crisis, she, you know, she's obviously, obviously she dies with no heirs. Like, she's got no children. Her siblings had no children. There's no other siblings left. Where's she going to go to? So there's a few options and, and, and uh, obviously, uh, the, the favoured one or the one that has gets the throne is is James who is Charles the first father who I was just talking about Henrietta Maria who was Charles the first wife so it's all very it's all very nice and linked hi nick.c 
in Australia, how are you doing? What time are you there? You must be coming up late, late over there. Um, so yes, yeah, so I have a, have a look at, but I've got two more interviews coming out very soon. So the first one, we're coming up to the 110th anniversary of the sinking of the Titanic. Hi, Barbara, how are you doing? Hi, Bazzy, one, two, six, F. Love these handle names. Uh, yes, it's the 110th anniversary of the sinking of the Titanic this April. And last year in Patreon, I did an interview with Gareth Russell, who wrote a book called uh, on the Titanic called The Ship of Dreams, The End of the Edwardian Era and something else. He has very long titles to his books. <laughs> uh, Wolf is having coffee. It's coffee time, 7.30 in the morning. Nice. I do love a coffee in the morning. Uh, Michael says there's a documentary on YouTube by a Polish art critic about the painter William Dobson. He said Henry, Henrietta Maria had buck teeth. Tell you what, there's nothing wrong, <laughs> nothing wrong with buck teeth here. <laughs> so, um, oh, you're going to really enjoy that interview. You're going to really enjoy that interview when it comes out. So, but, but there's plenty in the meantime. If you have a look on my YouTube after this, I will see if I can share it on Instagram as well, although it's the wrong orientation. Uh, there's a trailer for the interview with Gareth about the Titanic and I wanted to go at it slightly different angle when I interviewed him. So this was originally in Patreon, it's over 12 months ago, so I'm releasing it generally. And we're looking at the aftermath. So right from when, I mean, we go a little bit back because we're talking about, um, yeah, really what happened, what happened on the Carpathia, what happened when they got back to New York. And it's really telling, it's really, um, it's a proper insight into things like journalism coming, um, changing to people being a story rather than people, you know, kind of a detachment coming in there. Jenna, the Titanic has fascinated me for a really long time. I'll definitely have to give that a listen. Yes, definitely do. So the trailer's out at the moment. You can see that on my YouTube channel. And at the end, there is a link to the the full interview. And that goes live on the 4th. So whether you're watching that before or after the 4th, it doesn't matter. If you get to the end of the trailer, there will be a link to the full interview there. It lasts about an hour. Um, but the trailer gives you a really good indication of uh, what we're talking about because yeah it's fascinating we talk about the films that were made straight away we talk about where some of the myths have come from there's plenty of myths and the problem <laughs> the problem of course with um with the myths is that they get repeated and what happens with repetition it becomes the truth so uh bobby ann says she watched oh bobby ann thank you so much for the coffees last week bobby ann bought me coffees last week so that i could keep warm uh, I'm watching the intro, uh, sorry, I watched the intro on YouTube yesterday, can't wait for the full interview, you'll really enjoy it, and I just read the book. Anyone who wants to read a book about the Titanic, please do pick up, um, please do pick up Gareth's book. Colleen, I'm listening to Titanic now, is that Gareth's book you're listening to? Or just, just generally? Or the film? <laughs> oh. There's quite a bit that's just been been repeated. Anyway, so we go into those those sorts of things. We go into talking about, oh, fabulous, Colleen. 
It's wonderful. The narrator on the Audible version as well is fantastic, although I love Gareth's voice, but he wouldn't narrate his own books. So, um, uh, yeah, so have a look at that. Yeah, we go into the shame that the men were made to feel. Really criminally, you know, the attitude of people towards the men that survived and the the impact that had had on them and anyone who survived actually as well so i think you're going to really really enjoy it it's really really insightful to see colleen yeah colleen loves his voice too gareth very excitingly is my co-host on the Anne Boleyn tour which is in may and the life and times of elizabeth the first tour in july and he'll be doing tours with me as well we might we may well be putting together a titanic tour um in the not too distant future um Jenna says, I've gone to an event to hear Robert Ballard speak about the Titanic at the University of Rhode Island where he's a presser. It was fascinating. And it links, I mean, the reason uh, it, 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 a reason why it's so fascinating, um, and especially the way Gareth writes about it, is the, how it, how it, it links Edwardian culture, Anglo-American, French, you know, it's, um, and the classes, it, it really is quite um, fascinating and harrowing. Um, Genesis, he told us about the night they found the Titanic and it will give you goosebumps. Ooh, yeah, what, when they rediscovered it, yes. I bet that would give you goosebumps. Um, right, I've missed a few on comments on YouTube. Brianna, looking forward to the Titanic, saw an ex exhibit in the States on it, intrigued, uh, intriguing and heartbreaking. Yeah, I mean, interesting as well. Uh, I think he talks about this in the interview. It's not the biggest loss of life um, in a maritime accident, peacetime maritime accident. But, and that's another thing we get into, why does Titanic become the one everyone has heard of and is fascinated by? So we go into that in the interview as well. Um, uh, Michael says there's a conspiracy that the um, that about the Titanic being sunk on purpose to kill the men who opposed the creation for the Federal Bank of America. Yeah, there's a few conspiracies like that as well, that it was an insurance job. Um, and anyone who's listened or read Gareth's book will know that he tackles those in there as well. Uh, Lisa, didn't a mother shut the front door on her son when he returned home from the sinking because he survived it? Quite possibly. There's quite a few stories i don't remember that one particularly but that doesn't necessarily mean it didn't happen um yeah yeah it's uh but it's captivating isn't it we are captivated by it and why is that um so yeah we talk about that so i think you're going to really enjoy that so that will be out so you can watch the trailer now and that will be out on the 4th of april now it will be followed hot on the heels of that interview with Gareth I've done another interview with Gareth <laughs> which will be out on the 14th of April about another topic that he is extremely knowledgeable on um, and it's Catherine Howard and Anne Boleyn specifically specifically their downfalls how they came about uh, the, what was involved in each and the executions and therefore what we can learn about each by looking at the other um, so that's 
that's the interview that will be out on the 14th of April. Again, patrons got to ask their own questions of Gareth. So the extended version will be on available on Patreon. So although you didn't get to ask your questions, if you're not a patron already, if you join now, you would get that um, extended version of of the interviews plus a billion gazillion other things that are in there. Good evening, Rayatif. How are you doing? Um, nice coffee. You're making me thirsty. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so look out for that. Um, you can join Patreon with, at patreon.com forward slash British History. There's a m- monthly blog. So that one, as I've said earlier, is on the Tudor half siblings, how what their relationships were like between them. The following week will be Gareth's uh, interview about uh, Anne Boleyn, the downfalls of Anne Boleyn and Catherine Howard. And the extended version will be in Patreon. The The normal length version will be on YouTube. So got loads coming up. And then I'm going on jury service. So you won't see me for two weeks doing my civic duty. I will be doing stuff, but not. I won't be able to do my live, unfortunately. But I am doing my jury service in the historic town of Worcester, which again has Saxon roots, Roman roots actually, and is of course where Arthur Tudor is buried. So I will be going to Worcester to do some filming um, when I've uh, planned it out. What I'm going to do is a short documentary on uh, on Arthur Tudor and the places associated with him. And I want to try and track the procession that his, uh, sorry, well, the route that his body took from Ludlow to Worcester, where he is, uh, he's buried. So not sure when I'll get to do that because I'm touring in May. <laughs> I've got some private tours on in June and touring again in July. Might have a little bit of time off in August with the kids and then touring again in September. But anyway, so that that's in the pipeline as well. Um, I am very busy, Nick.C. Yeah, certainly. I mean, it's all fab stuff. I can't complain. I'm loving every minute of it. But I do get to the end of the day. You know, and you've done so much, you're not actually sure you've done anything. But anyway, um, yeah. So, so um, also, I must say, the competition to win Heather Darcy's book about Anna, Duchess of Cleves, that closed on Monday. And the winner was Margaret. Margaret, I, uh, I've already been in touch with Margaret. So the book is winging its way to her already. And there will be chance in, the Gar- in Gareth's interview about Anne and Catherine to win a signed copy of his biography of Catherine Howard as well. So that's another reason to watch if you didn't have a good enough reason already. Um, so that'll be cool. After that point, the competitions and giveaways will only be in Patreon. So, um, so another reason to join Patreon. You can do it from £5 a month. So, and when you do, by the way, then you have access to the back catalogue for the last 12 months, which is exclusive for the last 12 months. Um, yeah, so there's quite a bit in there already for you to get your teeth into. Now, let's do our just for fun question, because I don't want to forget. Please don't tell me I've already done this one as well. So this one is based on the interview, well, talk really, that Matt Lewis did for me from Ludlow Castle. And it is, uh, the question is, sorry, what birthday did the future Richard III 
celebrate at Ludlow Castle. Did I ask you that before? Hopefully I haven't asked you that before. So yeah, what birthday did the future Richard III celebrate at Ludlow Castle? So I will give you the answer to that next week. You can watch the interview with, well, like I say, it's more like a talk really. Matt Lewis goes into, he's, he's sat at Ludlow, so he's got the castle behind him. And he talks about the history of the castle and, and with a big focus on the Wars of the Roses when um, Richard Duke of York was there with his family. So um, hence why that came up. So have a look at the interview and I'll tell you next week what the answer is. Um, what else have we got going on? Told you about Titanic, told you about... Oh yes, I do need to tell you about something else. So, um, Deb. I was going to tell you why Deb was stuck in London last week. Deb Royal was stuck in London last week while Sarah and I were on our travels. So I was at Chepstow, Sarah was at Raglan Castle, Deb was in London. Stay at home Deb, she called herself. Was it stay at home Deb? Anyway, because Deb is the brains behind the new magazine Tudor Places. And this is going to be, if you, if you like travelling, history and Tudors especially, then you're going to absolutely adore it. So um, I was going to, yeah, so there is a, there's going to be a competition in my Patreon She's going to run for the next two weeks. Anyone who is a member of Patreon um, will be entered into the competition to win uh, an annual subscription to this new Tudor Places magazine. So it's all about celebrating the Tudor built environment. And they've got articles every week, interviews all about Tudor, the Tudor world. Um, and so the first issue is coming out in May. And I'll, I'll read off to you here what the articles are going to be. So they have Anne Boleyn's Apartments in the Tower of London is an article in there. Sarah, by the way, uh, at the Tudor Travel Guide is doing a, a regular column. Uh, Henry VIII's device, device Forts in Kent, Ripon Cathedral and the Markenfield family, building projects of Cecily Bonville, Marchioness of Dorset and the Lost Palace of Oatlands. That's just in one issue. They've got loads. <laughs> so they're going to be exploring palaces, cathedrals, churches, forts. Um, Tracy Borman has got uh, an interview in there. Um, and the yeah, and the regular feature that Sarah is involved in is called A Trip to Tudor, wherever. So Colleen, it will be available in print and online. So you will be able to do both and, it, and they do ship um, worldwide. So there's going to be an early bird offer. So if you sign up to my newsletter, which you'll find the link to in uh, my bio on Instagram and or you can visit my website, BritishHistoryTours.com. If you sign up to the newsletter, there's going to be an early bird discount for that, um, for that magazine. Uh, it's 15% discount, so it's pretty good. Uh, but also, like I say, if you are a member of my Patreon, then you will have a chance to actually win a, uh, an annual, the first, like a year worth of subscription. So what I'm going to do is give you a cutoff date for that, <laughs> which I probably should have done, I don't know, before I came on air. Let's run with it. Um, so if you are signed up to my Patreon by, so if you're a member of Patreon by 
14th of April, the day, remember, that the interview with Gareth comes out about Anne and Catherine's downfalls. If you are a member of Patreon, on that day, you will be entered into a draw to win an annual subscription, the one-year annual subscription, digital scri- subscription to the Tudor Places magazine. Once I have a copy as well, I'll, I'll, I'll be able to show you. But also sign up to my newsletter and you can get a 15% early bird discount. And that's only until the end of April. I said the wrong one then. Um, Janice says, the Tudor Places mag looks great. Can't wait to see it. It really does. It really, really, really does. I'm really excited about it. But how fabulous. So, yeah, so Deb was stuck in London. But that was, I mean, that's a pretty good reason, isn't it? Launching a magazine. That's good. Now, other than going to Chepstow, I've been pretty much stuck at my desk because I'm full on into um, tour arrangements now. Obviously ready for May. The May tour is just under seven weeks away. July is about 16 weeks away. So the September one will be 20, 22 weeks away, something like that. So we're getting into the fine detail now of the arrangements. I can't, I just cannot overstate how excited I am to be getting back on tour. So I've told you about Leander's interview. I've told you about Gareth's interviews. The Titanic one will blow you away. Um, Last night on History After Dark. So you can get this on history.after.dark on Instagram. The podcast, by the way, for History After Dark comes out every Monday. And if you go to our Instagram profile, history.after.dark, you will find a link to the podcast and that is previous episodes so if you missed any or you want to subject yourself to them again then you can every Monday that's not bad is it so that's um that's will uh uh sorry Janice do existing patrons qualify for the subscription comp yes oh yes sorry so the competition to win the annual subscription to Tudor Places a digital annual subscription that is valid for anyone who is a patron on the 14th of April so as long as you're a paying patron on the 14th of April then you will be entered into that competition yes absolutely and um, an ongoing patrons will have a discount code for the magazine as well so that's quite good isn't it so yes yeah, so last night in history after dark we talked about fantastical beasts and where in history to find them it was just quite an interesting discussion. We talked about the Tower of London Menagerie. <clears throat> I was going to say that word wrong. And just the really weird exotic pets that people chose to have or got given, actually. A lot were gifts. Um, it didn't do well for one or the other, generally. I didn't tell you about the drunken moose story, actually, on um, last night. There was a guy who was an explorer, I think. No, he was an astrologer. Don't know why that's relevant. And he had a pet moose who could, who apparently, (sighs) it was always going to go wrong. Apparently, his party trick was that he could drink any of this guy's guests under the table. So he could drink raw alcohol. Not very surprising because a moose is a lot, lot bigger than a person. Anyway, it all went very wrong one day when he fell down the stairs drunk and it killed him. The moose, not the man. Anyway, I didn't get to tell you that one last night. But we got to talk about lots of others. Falconry as well. We had an interesting discussion about falconry and how um, 
it affected the architecture of palaces, how if you're going to train a falcon, it's like it's like training a dog. You have to be, you, you can't sort of give it out to someone else to do. You have to do it yourself. So Henry would have hit that King Henry VIII would have done would have uh, trained his own falcons we know he did we know Catherine of Aragon did Anne Boleyn would have done uh, they had to be I just I just love the idea that no matter how how high up in the human world you are animals just treat you the same <laughs> I really like that I like that so that was last night and next week we're going to carry on with the animal theme the beasts theme and we will be talking about heraldry and um, and the, the meaning of, of beasts in heraldry. So, so join us next week um, for History After Dark. It's quarter past eight on a Wednesday evening. And you can catch all of the playbacks on, on our Instagram channel, which may well one day become a YouTube channel. We, 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 we shall see. We're thinking about that at the moment. Last week's, uh, so you can catch me as well tomorrow live on visiting Tudor Britain. Like I say, if you want to catch last week's live where we were actually on location, which we blinking loved. I mean, that was fantastic. Um, the, the signal held out and we were both in sunny castles in Wales. It was uh, fantastic. Poor Deb, she wasn't there. But like I say, it's because she was launching a magazine, which is none too shabby. Um, so you can catch that back on on my channel the one tomorrow will be hosted on sarah's channel that's at the tudor travel guide and we're talking about getting to places to beat the crowds so places that are still fantastic but you're going to be able to avoid crowds which um which if you're someone like me who wants to take an ins huge insanely huge number of photographs um, or you just prefer to be somewhere with less crowds also, uh, then then you might want to uh, tune in tomorrow and listen to us t chat about that. Uh, cool. So just a few reminders. Have a look at the ch uh, Titanic. T uh, oh, my goodness. You can tell it's getting up to the hour. My voice, my mouth isn't working anymore. Have a look at the Titanic trailer. That will be out. The full interview will be out on the 4th. Um, and you can uh, so you, you can see that it's it, you can set a reminder now for it. It's set as a premiere. Um, the interview with another interview with Gareth will come out on the 14th of April, which is about the downfalls, comparing and contrasting the downfalls of Anne Boleyn and Catherine Howard and how we can learn about each from looking at the other. Um, sign up to my newsletter to get an early bird discount of 15% off the Tudor Places, the brand new Tudor Places magazine, which look, it honestly looks absolutely fantastic. And also get into my Patreon if you want to, so that you can ask future, um, you can ask questions of future historians that I, not they're not future historians, historians that I will interview in the future to find the extended interviews, blogs, and virtual tours and I will share with you the next calendar of Patreon, what's going to be happening in Patreon as soon as I have confirmed it all. But it would include the extended interview with Leander Delisle and a virtual tour of Chepstow Castle. I know that they're going to be in there already. If you're in Patreon and you're a Patreon, paid up member of Patreon on the 14th of April, you will be entered into a prize draw to win a free year subscription to Tudor Places magazine, the digital version. Cool. 
Thank you everyone for joining me. You can find me again tomorrow live, like I say, on Sarah's channel at the Tudor Travel Guide where we're talking visiting Tudor Britain and getting away from the crowds. You can see me next week on History After Dark, 8.15pm, talking about beasts and heraldry. And I will be here again for the Thursday Tea Time History live chat next week at one o'clock. Thank you so much for joining me, everyone. See you all really soon. Take care. Bye.